Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of The Pirate Garrison. I'm your host, Chris. Joining me as always, we have Zach and Alan. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Hello from America. It's cold. It's very cold. Yeah, it is indeed very cold. So, not much going on, really. No no big Legion news. Is that right? Yeah, Nothing uh, to talk about. Been a slow week. <laughs> slow couple of weeks. Yeah. We decided to um, not record any, you know, half-cocked uh, ideas from, like, single articles and stuff like that. We waited for all four articles to come out, and then we'll re- record one shitty podcast that doesn't have any useful information in it instead of four, you know, save you guys from yourselves. But yeah, this is where we are. Do we have anything for the officer's mess today? Um, I have a topic that I wanted to touch on afterwards, but I'm going to just kind of hit you cold with it and okay, uh, well, go from there. I have an officer's mess then. I did, I caved. I've been humming and ahhing between like, separatists and republic and i've decided i've sold all of my separatist stuff um i like unpacked all of my starter set and got rid of grievous and some roger rogers i'm going with clones so i've been messing around making a few lists which you two have helped me with a little bit for 501 first but i also have um so obi-wan yoda um some wookies so i should be a clone and shadow collective player next year there you um, go awesome yeah Two, two uh, factions. I'm hoping I can. I'll finish painting and then actually get my clones going again. They've just kind of yeah. been sitting on the shelf. Sad. Oh, I don't know. I think I think the points changes were enough to like. Yeah, I can kind of maybe get a list where I don't just think it's utterly terrible with five or first now. So especially for my like, my basement games, it's fine. You know, don't worry about it. Yep. Yeah. So I I have. A Rex list and an Anakin list. I don't have a list that has both of them because I don't know that I can. Uh, it feels very difficult, but we'll, we'll get there. Feels ill-advised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm all excited. I, I actually like. This is how much for scumbag I am. I needed to tidy up the basement where I had all of my my crap. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I can just take this big pile of new Legion stuff upstairs, make Jill wrap it up for Christmas, and it isn't in the basement because it's underneath a Christmas tree. It's like, yeah, it's like winning. I get to open more surprise presents that Santa might bring me <laughs> if I'm a good boy, and I have a tidy basement now. Good. There you go. Seems like a win-win to me. I should yeah. do that with Boba Feet and my Wookiees. Yeah, I got the, um, the X-Wing as well. Oh, I feel like I'll add that to the table we spoke about last week. No. Oh, yeah, the down X-Wing. Yeah. The only thing I'm missing before I can actually start that project properly is I need to get some of the green crystal things, and I keep seeing them in the store and then just not buying them. So I need to add a note, like a reminder. I think I'm going to go in on Boxing Day because they've got 10% off on everything in the Sentry Box, so I'll go down and I'll grab them then because I can use my store credit and double dip and get the 10% off as well if I wait until Boxing Day. So we'll pretend I was being frugal. We'll pretend. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, progress being made on the table. I, I did get some milliput to start um, working on all of the 3D printed terrain, filling in some cracks and things like that. So that's good. I'll be able to give updates on how that goes. But yeah, 
pretty quiet officer's mess for me, but I think that's the busiest out of all of us. So. Yeah, it's I haven't gotten out of the house very recently for games. I got a game or two in, actually, since we uh, we last talked. I, um... Anything of note worth mentioning? Uh, there's a really minor list building lesson I learned that um, you should really think about the things that you're going to make your want your opponent to shoot and the things that are going to be defensive, uh, and not separate those. Because I I played a rebel dodge spam. I played two versions of a rebel dodge spam list with Wookies. Uh, this was pre um vigilance point correction. So okay. uh, I had all these um, rebel trooper squads with vigilance, and my opponent correctly shot my Wookies. And not my stack of dodges. But then I played it again <laughs> without all that vigilance crap. Uh, and I got to do a pretend attack strike with the Wookiees, where they all popped offensive push and shot with uh, the bowcaster. And then volunteer mission to do it again. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's been like my current side project for whatever reason is trying to build rebel red player lists is what when I get bored enough, I'm holding off my time doing. Oh. My main goal coming into January is going to be to finish at least assembling and painting a Republic list. It doesn't have to be the full army, just one list. So that then when I cave and get Gideon and Dark Troopers, that I don't feel like I've betrayed too much of my, you know. I will say the more you paint, the more inertia you get, and it becomes, you know, easier to play and continue. Because yeah. I had a lot of opportunities and pulls to like start a separatist army and just didn't, uh, which I'm mostly glad for now. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty hyped for Gideon and the Dark Troopers. I don't think it, I, I was really excited for uh, Blizzard Force, but then everyone was doing it. Yeah, I felt there's that. enough people. I've seen enough whining about the cost of Dark Troopers that I feel like I might be able to squeak under the radar and be like. Yay, Dark Troopers are amazing. Woo! Yeah, be a snowflake. Yeah. That's it. I've got to have that snowflake factor in there, or you can't do it. It just doesn't work. It's a bummer based on how cheap, relatively, Legion has been up to this point. But, like, they've in, got, they're a business. They've got to be able to pay their uh, bills. This feels like the first thing that really got released, like, designed and released around. I mean, inflation exists. So I wouldn't even say until we I have them in my hand, because I have a feeling that like dollar per point, they're going to be fairly in line with everything else anyway. Well, and I they seem big. Yeah. I uh, I just remember from like, the stream that I could have sworn like a standing one was like shoulder like a head and shoulders taller than the Mando. Yeah. Well some of them with the jetpacks too. Yeah. I mean, how much did you pay for your R2-D2? And then come back and tell me that um, yeah. that Dark Troopers are expensive, you know? It's been a fun secondary market. <laughs> okay, let's let's wrap this uh, officer's mess up before it gets too messy. Yep, agreed. Yeah, so main topic tonight, obviously we had the four articles of Christmas were released. Uh, we have rules changes, so someone want to cover them or am i just going to rattle them off and then uh, we're done you know well I, i'll take the first one we'll just go in calendar order here um first change is to cover so that episode that we had about me talking about cover basically a lot of it goes out the window now thanks amg <laughs> um but like unironically thank you because there's some stupid crap that 
was going on that they've rightly gotten rid of. Um, terrain scoping is no longer a thing. They specifically called out like, hey, this is dumb. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, but what the rule actually is, is instead of drawing from center to center or center to any part of the mini, you're drawing line of sight from any part of your silhouette on your mini to any part of their silhouette. If their mini is obscured, they have cover. Done. Like, any any percent obscured, which can lead to some weird things, but at the same time, it's just like, well, this whole game is an abstraction anyway. So what does it matter if, like, oh, his toe is behind the barricade? It's like, well, maybe the whole squad is behind that barricade, but the bases are too big to actually show them all tucked behind a barricade. Whatever. Right, like, soldiers don't move about the battlefield in the fixed position. Um that that was what I said, you know, right at the end of our last cast is I was like, I feel like if the game's actually going to work, it needs more abstractions. Um, yeah, because like, you know, I, <laughs> I so as an X-Wing judge, um, you know, I hear a lot of people like talk about the greatness of those, uh, you know, like line, the laser lines or whatever. And I'm just like, man, I don't know if you realize how much cocaine we as FFG players have collectively, <laughs> and now AMG players have collectively used. I've never seen one. The closest I have done is I I, I do, obviously, bias because uh, I came up with it. But when I would judge, I would put a line down, and I would say, okay, I'm going to make the line. I'm going to tell you when the line's stable, and you guys got to tell me what you read or pull another judge over. Because if it's a... If it's a game of millimeters, it's really hard to also just live with the fact that you're going to consistently have millimeters of margin of error. Yep. It's amazing when things start mattering and when things stop mattering and how often those two things live on the opposite side of each other's gray area. Yeah. So, like, it it will be... So, and the one hang-up with all these, it always does seem like there's... I'm just going to get this out now. It's a little frustrating now that we have two... 20 some days till the full rules are out because it's very clear that all of these are like partial excerpts. Um, I think this is broadly going to speed games up though, because like you'll have the, well, if you shot me, I can shoot you back most of the time. Um, since there's no train scoping, you're never going to be like trying to finagle your squad to see exactly one model. You'll generally be trying to get the most shots from the most models, most of your models on the most of your opponent's models. Uh, yeah. Like, that's just, th there might be some weird scenario where you're like, I, I, I can't, where you really just, like, need one model to die for some reason. So you're like, okay. Oh, but like, do we enough don't, wounds. Yeah, we don't have half points or whatever, so I I can't imagine it. Um, In this scenario where you have, like, one model sticking out behind cover and just passing the, the wounds off to his buddies behind him. Um, you know, and I, I said this to you during my first game. Um, and 40k, the abstraction was where the models are, just the squads occupying that area. They're not static. Yep. They're moving back and forth. Yep. Uh, and, the, and the rest of the, the mooks are just uh, hit points for your heavy weapon and your commander yeah. or whatever. And that's essentially how it is now. You know, they're just, you can assign wounds to whatever many you want. Um, and then they clarified later, that, you know, they did a stealth update where it's like, hey, you can't take more wounds than there are wound thresholds. Yeah. In line of sight. So if you only have two minis out, they each have one HP. You can only suffer two wounds in that attack. But yeah. like you can't shut down all damage coming into you by like I don't I can't think of a too many unit where one doesn't have small now. 
Um, so I'll just go back to like. Well, I mean, strike teams all have two minis, so. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say like where one has multiple hit points. So I was gonna say like Iden and Dio, but Dio's small. Um, but like right. your Wookies, right? Your Wookies can take three wounds. If there's one Wookie out of cover, it can take three wounds. Yep. Two Wookies, two wounds. And then they, you know, the stipulation is if they have wounds, they have to be assigned wounds first. Yeah. So that that stipulation is still in effect. No, not um, bikers for us. Now. I, since you brought up small, I want to say most of the things with small have counterpart. And one yeah, of counterpart rules, I mean. currently, it could change, but currently, counterpart, you can assign wounds to either mini mm-hmm. at will. It doesn't follow the normal. If they're wounded, they take more wounds. Yeah. Except that the counterpart has to die first. I was just thinking of some weird scenario where you're like, well, Iden and D are a two model unit and Iden's out. So there's only one model. I can only take one wound. It's the wounds of. Yeah. Um, so one for me on line of sight, and this is me just really being a boomer. I'm just going to say, like, I've played a lot of games that use silhouettes, but like Infinity, for example, has a size classification which just tells you which silhouette to use. Whereas in the, the article says, this is a small, tro- small base trooper silhouette, and this is a notch base trooper silhouette. And I'm like, so are these flappy bits part of it? Like, you've got a nice grid pattern. But then there's some flappy wings. Do I could do these flappy wings? Does everyone run around the battlefield waving their arms up and down? Or are they so uh, like I when I saw them, I thought they were just like a spot for your thumbs to grab it. That's yeah, because I think you presumably in the previous silhouette, it. they had the same wings when they first added the print and play silhouette. So I would assume it's the same. But yeah, and then for the notch based trooper silhouette, I'm like, okay, so like a rolling droid car has this silhouette, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same silhouette yeah. as the other ones. Yeah. So when I, when my droid cars are in um, ball and rolling around, they're real big ball. They're real they've tall. Got the, ball. They've got the same silhouette uh, as I, a ton. Is it? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Is it no, tall or long? Time out. No, droidicas are vehicles, not troopers. Oh. So oh. they follow the trooper or the so vehicle is... silhouette, which is different. But like, so the. The gun platform rebel dude, is it rebel veteran who has the, the... Mark II? Yep. Yeah. He's so a real that's... tall boy. And is it tall or long? It is tall. So oh, okay. it is tall. I, there's a lot of discussion, and obviously nothing's official, but you know, they're saying that all of these minis are now that tall. Right. And then it's the width of the base is how yeah. round they are because E webs have a bigger base than the mark twos and the mortars but they're all the same height right okay so so the the white dash on these silhouettes is the top let's say the white dash is the bottom now the bottom so it says it says in there you put the white dash against the bottom so annoyed i've never been more annoyed or triggered by the fact that it's on the top with the writing underneath it just yep oh man well, so previously they had a notch on the silhouette before, but that's because that's where you drew line of sight was from the center. Yeah, so, yeah. now they just okay. the silhouette over. <laughs> it's fine. In either case, they've overworked cover. There are other podcasts and resources that have gone over it in further depth, but it's changed. And to sum up, like it's going to be quicker probably, just because you're just any point on your silhouette to any other point you can see them they have cover yes no i feel like we covered this a lot in um our episode on cover 
and that yep. was the moving with intent. Like I said, Infinity uses silhouettes for everything. It's very specific and very, very precise. Sure. And moving with like declaring intent and working with your opponent to play the game correctly is important. If you do that and like freely work together with your opponent, the game is a lot quicker. If you yeah. stop working with your opponent to both have a fun game, shit will slow down. But I feel like that's you know how you that's, start selecting your opponents could matter. Well, it's you know, it takes two people to play a fun game. Yep. It only takes one person to play a shit game. It's true. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, who wants the next one? Uh, Chris, why don't you take it? Because I started to bring it up, and then my multitasking skills are bad, so I started to re I re-engage the conversation instead. Okay, so the second rules update we got was on December 14th, and this was for suppression. So the new rules that we know of that may not be fully inclusive of everything involving suppression are that after rallying, if a unit begins its perform action step while panicked, it cannot perform any actions or free actions and drops any claimed objective tokens it may have. Then, if a unit did not perform any actions or free actions due to panic, at the end of its activation, it removes suppression equal to its courage value. And there's a second part uh, which states that panicked units and objective tokens they have claimed cannot be used to satisfy victory conditions on an objective card. And then, um, they added through Discord that it's a constant check. Yeah. Yeah. The panic um, check is a constant check. Yeah. So I have an interesting one that just popped into my head. So I don't believe Bounty is on an objective card. It is not. So can I murder the shit out of the Bounty? Then go, well, you know, I may be panicking, but he's still dead. Um, as far as I'm aware currently... That yeah. is the case. With, with the current words we have that are not a comprehensive thing. Ah, I love it when they self buff bounty hunters. Yeah, big ol' asterisk. Um, conversely, I would say it sounds like it's the same for uh, Secret Mission, because that's also not an objective point. Yeah, but R2 can die in a fire. So. Uh, yeah, unless he's mine, then he is fine and balanced. <laughs> Magic trash can. Yep. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, this nerf suppression. A lot of people are like, oh, this buff suppression. It's like, I don't know, man. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> it seemed like it nerfed suppression until they clarified that it was a constant check. I, I'm i mostly okay with it um, because I feel like it lets non-force you. Because people like gave all these examples. They're like, yeah, if you wait till after a unit's moved, you can suppress it and they won't have a chance to respond. I'm like, isn't that what we've been doing with force push since launch? Like, look, look, Zach, I paid points for soon TFL. I don't feel he should ever take damage. I mean, I paid points for my Jedi. I yeah. don't feel they should ever not be allowed to just move you where I want you to be. You know, it it, it does make shooting like hard to kill units feel better. Um, and it lets you can it it lets you contribute um with more of your units. Like, and again. On those, I think it certainly makes like key position and um, intercept a lot more interesting now um, that right. you can engineer that. I actually and um, a lot more people can interact with it with them it after is, they've activated. I, I don't think I've seen this elsewhere. It's a stealth. Um, it's a mini nerf to the recover the supplies. Um, slap my infiltrator down on the box 
uh first you know a blue player recover throw Aiden or um Cassian or whatever down there um they they still have a little mitigation but like yeah if you you know if I first act during deployment windmill slam Aiden on there um I mean I've had opponents just sort of watch helplessly at that point but it's like okay he windmill slammed Aiden down I'm just going to line up every shot I can uh, if you can get six shots on Aiden, she's going to drop that box. Yeah, that's six shots. I would say Aiden's probably going to be a little safer to do that with than Cassian being... Cassian's only, what, Courage 2? Yeah. Yeah, so six shots, but still, I mean, I, you know, I you go with... Aiden because I've done that to people. Sure. Uh, yeah, but if Aiden takes three mortar shots, that's it, you know? Yeah. I mean, why would you just drop Iden at the start of the game by doing that when you could just dark trooper it at any point, you know? <laughs> you have something I need, and I'm just going to fly over there and take something it. Something I and... want. No, I need it, Zach. Gideon wants it. I need it. <laughs> Fair enough. Chris knows what happens if he fails Gideon. Yeah, well, you know. For the Empire. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's another niche I hadn't thought of. There, there is definitely the conversation of if you look at. Well, I'm going to save my thoughts for the end on how this all relates to Empire because I have some thoughts. Yeah. Well, I the the quick comment is okay. Well, this is why mortar troopers went up a couple of points. It's like, oh, suppressive is. Yeah. Two might not have been enough. Uh, maybe we'll see. I actually, I I almost do think that these changes were made independent of points changes. Partially because we know how the LFL like um, pipeline is, uh, sure. or allegedly is, is that there's you know often a delay um, between articles releasing and being written um, when it comes to these kind of things. Which I mean, I guess I'll just tackle now. I, I do sort of like that they handled them independently, even if um, the end result is I think the Empire, which is already probably the best faction, benefits for a lot from all the changes. Um, but I, I'm mostly I'm mostly fine with that. Um, like they they're gonna they have the ability to come look it back over. I think I I felt like mortars were good beforehand. The only reason mortars uh, were suffering a little is because everyone started taking situational awareness and vigilance. That was like every list. But yep. uh, like before before Dodge my all the results, like we definitely went through a meta in our basement where of what I affectionately call the mortar god meta. Um, <laughs> Because it was just, you know, everyone everyone was getting damage shipped into them all the time. Your four man squads are 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 frail and vulnerable to the mortar god. I'm hoping so, because I'm still <laughs> planning on using all my mortars. Yeah, so. yeah. No, um, I do. You know, I, I I do think hope want to see a revision. You know, there uh, another pass on the cost of suppressive stuff is um probably going to be important, but. You know, it definitely brings up the value of like courage to squad leaders. Um, inspire it, boy. This makes life rough for rebels who their only courage to better than courage to options are Jin and Luke. Um, Commander Luke, yeah, Commander Luke, yeah. Rebels are getting beat like a drum with these changes. Dear gosh, <laughs> controversial hot takes, sir. Yeah, man, dude, boy, it's a rough time to be a rebellion. Get out your hope, folks. <laughs> um, oh, man, you're gonna make me play rebels just to prove you wrong at some point, aren't you? You want to buy mine? We'll, we'll, 
I'll we'll buy them back when they buff them. <laughs> I'll paint them and sell you them for a profit. It's fine. Yeah. No, I, I the rebels are fun. Actually, I do think um the suppression and um you know what we're gonna skip passing and get to the end which is uh the elevation changes also drink every time you hear us say the word stealth i realize i've been saying stealth a lot tonight the elevation changes uh so boy they just kind of made me realize i don't i i just and it's true i don't know how elevation works part of the reason i didn't play wookies at adepticon is despite paging multiple people and like trying to get them to explain it to me, I couldn't figure out really how like scale and clamber and climb worked. And then I had a spot where I needed to get down from a building and I called the marshal over and I already had the rules up in front of me. And I'm like, what am I doing? Help. <laughs> I was much calmer than that and more polite. But in my head, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Move this unit from here to the I'll be back in a minute. Well, first we got the movement uh, fix, which, um, thank God, that was yeah. really dumb, and I always felt really bad when it's like, well, actually, you can't move it that way. You have right, to, you know. and it was, it was just so weird because you'd have so many spots. So the movement fix now is that your unit does just essentially teleport from one end of the movement tool to the other, or um, wherever you end up stopping. Yeah, for small bases um large bases everything else notch bases still need that room it's just trooper units um but again this comes back to earlier like troops don't move around the battlefield in a static pose um you know like you talk about the corner as they turn yeah you talk about taking realism out of it or whatever it's like oh hey uh my t21 is too wide so my t21 stormtrooper gets separated from the squad when uh, i do this move now Right, like that's the realism you want. So that's fine, simple. I think everyone's happy. Um climbing is this is the one of the ones that really tells us, yeah, we we need more info. Um so let me see if I can get this right. Um what it says, do you want me to just read it? Yeah. Read to All me, right. Ryan. I mean Zach. Yeah. Miniatures can make moves onto or throughout obstacle train that is shorter than the height of the moving unit's silhouette when placing the movement tool it may not overlap an obstacle train feature that is taller than the moving miniature's silhouette when a unit is overlapping an obstacle terrain feature it may perform a standard move if the vertical distance changed is not greater than the height of the moving unit's silhouette they wish to move onto off of or through obstacle terrain Greater than the height of the silhouette, they must instead perform a climb. Miniatures on notch bases may not climb. Um, so my understanding is that's like how unhindered basically worked already. Um, we just have it now. Um, we'll touch on that later. Because so that's moving through terrain. It may be difficult terrain to move through things ooh, that ooh. are that tall. So that that's an unanswered question. I don't have an answer for you, okay. but off on the first couple of passes it doesn't say you know increase the difficulty or reduce difficulty unhindered basically lets you move through difficult terrain as if it were normal terrain that's what the rule is for unhindered now previously anything that was lower than the height of your mini but above 50 percent of your mini became difficult to move through so if you wanted to jump a barricade that's a difficult move yeah it might now not be anymore you ever but see the might. like 
I don't know, Chris. I mean, I guess you lived this, probably lived this. Did they make you jump over walls in basic training in uh, the RAF? In the RAF? Most certainly not, sir. All right. There's this clip you always see of like, I don't know if it's basic training or what, or of like guys full run and there's a wall slightly higher than them that they leap up and clear and keep going. Like, I I just assume that units are moving at that speed like that now. Uh, all units parkour a little better than they used to. Um, I'm not really sure what the issue is, to be honest, because don't you just use that jump move that everyone has? <laughs> well, most right, people uh, don't, Chris. My Mandalorians just land where they need to be, and then your unit dies. on this glorious day. Uh, well, should have tried harder. Not like everybody has jetpacks, man. I like that my dobacks aren't going to be thwarted by every marginal elevation change and i don't have to yeah, they... smite them to climb <laughs> up your dubax at 209 oh man <laughs> robocop went up the stairs it's over it's over anakin i have the high ground right yeah and then climbing sometimes units maneuver under tall pieces of obstacle terrain this is accomplished by performing a climb miniatures on notch bases may not climb to perform a climb, a unit performs a move as normal, except that it uses the speed one tool. A miniature may move a vertical distance up the height one when making a climb and may place the movement tool overlapping obstacle train that is taller than the height of the moving unit silhouette. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, that's it's almost like everybody has scale now. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy um, because you definitely like, it's funny uh I, I will just say the fifth trooper because i love fake evan uh i love real evan too if you're listening but uh like they posted the atrt trying to climb up to kalani um because if your movement didn't end touching an elevated piece of terrain you couldn't climb it correct um so like i i had a game where there was a piece of elevated terrain just outside my deployment zone so like my first action was just like poking my leader in my Wookiee unit and then scaling up, you do yeah, lose to move the, and, to move a quarter inch forward. Yeah. You lose yeah. the free base movement on possibly you might lose the free base movement on scale. Um, well scale, um, expert climber and probably even unhindered. I, th I feel like with this change, all three of those are going to need a rework. Yeah. I, it's, it's very possible. They got it um but yeah it's it's at least intuitive now um you're just gonna go i'm going up is it more than height one no uh i keep forgetting when i can so I, i'm still having a little trouble of when i can use my full speed and when i have to climb but yeah uh, so and we could speculate on what those keywords are going to do but ultimately it's not going to matter until they tell us okay but... it's is it taller than me or shorter than me that's simple so if it's pretty much shorter yeah. than my silhouette, I move at normal speed. If it's taller than my silhouette, I have to climb. Taller than my silhouette, but below height one. Um, sure. So you should start making height two terrain to make jump and stuff more relevant again. Sure, but yeah. some people only have jump one. Yeah. In which case, they so, can only go up to height yeah. one. A little bit of a rough world for Dude, jump oneers. You're saying words, I just don't understand. All right, Mando. Man. Is it not the like, every card just has jump two at the top, right? Get your pikes. Read your, your pikes. Pike. Uh, they, they have stationary aim, aim attack. Uh, occasionally, I mean, they'll run off a the table. I'll be dead. It's fine. 
Well, not, they won't run off the table anymore. I might will. I'll figure it away. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so now we have to loop back. Yep. And so the oh, last so the, one. The, in case I didn't say it, so the reason I like this, by the way, this is the one thing that does, I think, help rebels and clones. Um, actually, it feels like, ironically, Empire's probably the only one kind of hurt by this. Um, or at least just stormtroopers are is so stuff can like climb up, uh, ele climb up elevation and shoot on modded dice. Um, and basically everything is better than a on modded stormtrooper at generating that hit for suppression. Um, so like, I do think you're going to have the opportunity, uh, especially as a rebel player, cause you get them at 40 points you know, on that last turn to to have your regular dudes hop up on top of something and throw two to three suppression out that uh, an Empire player might would have to buy a heavy weapon to be able to do, or a, a guess, point more shore trooper. You're such a fucking liar, dude. Oh man, Empire's suffering real bad because of a stormtrooper. Yeah, my four bikes just fucking nailing yeah. everyone. It's the oh, only. No. It's it's the only <laughs> spot where it doesn't feel like they're coming out ahead. And yeah. I guess maybe this last one. So when, come back and tell me when you field that naked unit of stormtroopers that is suffering so hard, and then I'll agree with you. Like, oh man, it's gonna be a long just, which... just hold, hold this flamethrower for me whilst I move these bikes to shoot you as well. But you know what, man? No, I, you should feel bad for me because my stormtroopers that I don't have in this list are worse now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not going to touch that one. Um, just one <laughs> I, last thing. I'm not um, employing pity. I am. This is look, I'm building the rebellion on hope here, Chris. <laughs> I, I agree. Gonna... Stormtroopers are terrible. That's why I'll take lots of them and the dark troopers will do the work and they'll all be like, oh man, look at those dark troopers. Wish I had rocket feet. One last thought on these climbing beforehand with the points. I, I disagree with you that I think there are two separate things. I think because of the timeline that it takes with LFL, all of this was in the pipe together. They'll probably change it probably in six months for point changes rather than a full year, just because they're changing a lot of these core rules. They'll probably have to adjust things later. But we saw a 100% increase on grappling hooks. And, yeah. Uh, that gives you expert climber. If I were to guess at what expert climber is going to do is that you don't have to slow down to speed one to do that yeah climb. that would be just normal move while it's climbing that yep. feels like a two point upgrade yep or four point whatever it is i don't know it's two yeah it, it went from one to two hundred percent increase wow um i don't know probably too good at one. Oh, nailed on yeah, yeah. so the last update which was actually the december 14th update is passing not according to i trust amg's website they would never why lie. do you even ponder passing i mean you can take a knee and try a 56 yard field goal this isn't detroit man it's the super bowl I feel like this that, is some american reference that i'm supposed there, to understand there are, what you're there are about. some Look, people I'm american, who are really happy and there are a couple people who i just brought up some ancient pain for it's great i'm neither of those so i, I think you're overestimating the nfl Star Wars Legion overlap. If you got that reference, join the Dice Hate Discord and let me know. <laughs> so passing, I'm I'm excited. Do you want to read the rules, Alan? Or 
I don't have them up in front of okay. me right now. So a face-up order token to draw. What? Why is it like chopped up to shit? Okay, what a weird. I mean, AMG can't run anything wrong, so this is obviously my inability to read. Yep, popped up um, stuff. Yeah. The X-Wing's so, infected him. A player may pass if they have fewer remaining orders than their opponent. To see how many remaining orders a player has, add together the number of face-up order tokens their army has on the battlefield in that player's order pool and on the... On their command cards. Uh, it's not, it just finishes a... That's a complete sentence, because AMG are perfect in every way, and I'm, I'm a shill and a fanboy, so... Um, Unfortunately, listeners, if that didn't make sense, seems like it's on you. I'm I'm looking somewhere else at the excerpt. So, oh man, that's pretty <laughs> funny. But it's and on their command cards. So this is command cards like uh, what is it? The ploy, the the three Merc cards. Yeah. Um, Lord and Savior, Director Krennic, Director Krennic's uh, Voracious Ambition. There was another yeah. card that lets you. I I can't remember what it was now. But those are the four that come to mind immediately. So yeah, so it it's effectively I built. Correct me if I'm wrong, because this is how I read and interpreted it, and I'm I'm a moron, so I could be wrong here. It's a number of tokens left in your bag. If you've got less than your opponent, you get to do the thing. Well, well no, it's it also face oh, and also face yeah. ups. It's yeah. the number of units that haven't gone yet. Yeah, but you can't say that because dark troopers will soon exist. And they could have gone, but still be yet to go. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think that, Dark Trooper players just aren't going to get to pass much is the answer. Why would I like pass it. when I can fly over to you and then punch you in the face with my Dark Troopers? Sounds like passing is for chumps. I seem to remember you explaining that about your Mando list. You're like, why would I care about objectives when I can just kill you? And then you played Blizzard Force once and you were like, I would like some more objectives, please. No, I think... I, I still stand by that I could have won that game had I not been shit. Oh, could you have won it by killing all his units? One, one of these... <laughs> I've never won a game by killing all of the units. I was one... My point about that side tangent, which we don't normally do too many of, my point about that was I played a seven activation Mando list for my first game with Mandalorians against an 11 activation Separatist list. And... I only lost because I didn't move aggressively enough for the last two rounds to get the last two droids who managed to escape. I I feel like a seven activation list that I was told would be absolutely unplayable and like suicide and couldn't play the game. You know, maybe there's hope. If I could have passed one of those early rounds, could have been even better. Yeah, I mean, I still do think, I, I actually really like this because it does still maintain an advantage for like, being the person who is in position to go last there's a lot of rounds this won't come up um because it's if you are if you have fewer acts but your opponent goes first um you won't be able to pass so like there yeah. and you can't change who goes last with the pass no. um, so we've been making a bunch of lists on our private discord chat and going through and ch I, i've been I've, i'm thinking about this and looking at that and I, I believe one of them was like, I can't seem to get past eight, eight activations. And I always felt bad about it. And now I kind of don't. Yeah. I'm happier with eight than I ever have been, uh, which is good because like a large number of the lists that I make 
the way I build them, the kind of stuff I want, and it, you know what I mean? I feel like I have an army at eight activations when realistically before this change, I probably didn't. So it's been I'd agree on the whole. I think it not having unlimited pa- limited passes would be too strong. And then it would skew a lot of things and probably cause a lot of unintended consequences. But, but having five one, are great, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Having a single pass per player per round. That's not seems always there. It's yeah, it's not always there. It's very conditional. But yep. having it available, I think, makes a lot of and it's mostly clone lists and then some shadow collective lists where they can realistically get a good army only to nine activations having nine versus 11 or 12 is real tough it really kind of limits what your options are for playing this kind of evens that out a little bit it doesn't completely negate it because if they start snowballing and just deleting your activations faster than you can take out theirs it's not going to matter but so there's still counterplay with it but it helps even things out a little bit so what I would say is I don't think this change is going to um, like lose anyone any games. No. But I think it might actually help someone win a game. That I makes agree. any sense. Sure. I, there's still got to be some play and some player skill behind using it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can absolutely, like, you can pass too early. There, There's going to be a time and a place for it. The one thing I always um, coined... I mean, that's a very um, ambitious phrasing from me, though. But um, ever since playing stuff like Deathwing Terminators in 40k and like Deep Strike and Teleporty armies, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, that's that's the thing Legion does really well is the timing of movements is a, a skill that's important. Yeah, which units are you activating? Which ones need to go right now? Which ones can wait? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really, you know, generally is a thing that makes me happy. Um, and, you know, we'll obviously we'll, we'll keep an eye on where this, but yeah, it seems, this seems fine. Um, it's, it's not overdone. It's very, it's very Goldilocks. Uh, honestly, this is, this is why I'm disappointed. They didn't like touch bids more because I was like, oh, they found such a nice solution that I, um, I'm so I may be in a minority here, but I'll say it anyway, and it's okay. Like, I've, in this instance, I think that being re exposed to Legion, like when Shadow Collective came out, my experience of Legion now is that bids are a symptom of something like uh, Blizzard Force rather than Blizzard Force bidding 30 being a symptom of bids. Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that, like, Again, we're going to do this again, folks. Sorry. Yeah. I don't like going to X-Wing all the time, but it's an easy analog to do. And I mean, I do with it. it's yeah. a useful perspective we have because, I mean, I see like in Discord a lot people asking, well, what'd they do in X-Wing? Uh, yeah. So do you, ping us. We'll answer. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> AMG is a little further ahead of their schedule with, AM, with X-Wing than Legion for making changes, I guess. Yeah. And like for... For X-Wing, bidding was a a fundamental core problem, and I believe that problem has been more addressed with changes that have previously been made to Legion. Uh, You guys said it before we started recording about the four-card drop and um, the fact that both players 
like there's agency between whichever color player you are and it's still something that i'm going to be honest i don't quite grasp the like but i couldn't tell you which one is which between red and blue player i know it's a blue deployment zone and red deployment zone but none of that you know what i mean and it's fine we don't need to go into it right now because that's a tangent i don't want to do but it's one of those things where there's i definitely think that like i'm gonna say fixing in you know very loose terms but fixing blizzard force i think solves the current problem with people bidding so i mean my one air quote counterpoint to that is um like we saw an iden bikes list with a 20 point bid when an event when my one worry and this is the one thing that i worry that passing will do is i wonder if people will suddenly get comfortable bidding an entire activation um we're bidding a, we're bidding heavy weapons right now um you know and like i actually oh. have heavy weapons well, let me finish this out real quick i yeah. thought heavy weapons were a good another reason why we um why you didn't see a lot of naked acts because you could it was cheaper to double your firepower by adding a heavy weapon than by adding another squad um so like they really got heavy weapons tuned to a sweet spot points wise um and I and think they gave us a unit that gives us two heavy weapons and yeah. broke the game. <laughs> and it was tuned even sweeter spotted. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I I do think like activation padding was a symptom of points problem, actually, um, mm. more than like, and I mean, passing helps prevent it from, you know, going totally off the rail. But I, I actually, I, I am someone who often complains that FFG AMG felt like they could solve too many problems. I don't know about AMG. I'm not in on that process. I felt like FFG felt like they could solve too many problems with points. Um, but I actually do think that activation padding was solvable by points. And AMG was real close to doing it or did, arguably, um, which is why we see everything in this 9 to 11 act range. Um, but as far as bids go, like, I just part of the problem is is and i this is going to be a little mean but like legion players um and i i just i i don't know because i can't like there are people who you know they're really excited to get their painted armies on the table and see painted terrain and see other people's painted armies and that's why they go to tournaments um and we could do entire i could talk for hours on why you go to tournaments um but there are a lot of people who are just casual friendly who go to tournaments and really don't seem to invest the effort into winning that like other like I do when I try to play games at tournaments and they show up and they don't have answers for half the objective deck. Yeah, I have the X-Wing analog to this for you, Zach, which I yeah. think will resonate. Okay. This is the equivalent of Legion players not understanding the objectives and deployments and um what's the green cards called? environmentals yeah condition um not understanding those and un like fundamentally understanding how your list is going to interact with all of them not just the ones you picked is the equivalent of the x-wing player who throws down the first obstacle yeah just coin flips it onto the table yeah <laughs> yeah I, I suppose right and like i i just i look at it because so i mean this is where i'm like called hey, out. I, this is me taking the the bids are fine sized because i'm like the people getting their ass kicked are the like who <laughs> are most miserable are the ones not like reading the cards in the game or thinking about them and preparing for them. Oh. It's a hard line because I do believe that it will not make it like the player who lost because of that bid is the same player who will lose that game regardless of the bid. 
a lot of the time. Actually, side note, one other thing that um, helps Legion a lot with uh, bidding being less of a problem is Legion tournaments are generally using SOS. Um, so you don't have tiebreakers determined. Who gets into the cut isn't determined by what you bought in your battle deck. Because uh, we all saw... <laughs> We all saw being able to manipulate tiebreakers in list building. Uh, just massacre X-Wing is a fun game. A- a- every time they changed the tiebreaker that you could do in list building, it it was a fresh new hell. Um, and it's why you don't want SOS. I'm sorry, it's why you want SOS or just straight random tiebreakers in Legion, by the way, and not MOV or anything you can impact in list building. Um, please listen to me when I say this. Uh <laughs> But yeah, um, the, the the fact that SOS comes up a lot, and I, I mean, mean I feel we, like this is closer to me having to talk to you about tournament structures and formats and how miniatures games don't actually line up. But again, there's a topic there all on its own. Yeah, there's a topic there all on its own. But the way that Legion tournaments, you know, I anecdotally SOS has been used at more events that I've been to. Um, yeah. There's much more groundswell for it. And like a lot of Legion tournaments are recognizing anyway, hey, let's just try and do it. You know, all X and O's get this, all X and ones get Y, etc. Yeah, yep. Like yep. we're recognizing it as a community. Tiebreakers um, are the problem. Yeah. So as long as yeah. we don't have to have a tiebreaker, and we, when bids don't impact tiebreakers, they they ha- they're less likely to be a problem. So that's just w- where I was going. Though is like the legion you're right like the legion players who most need to be saved from bids um are also in need of being saved from themselves to some extent sure but i would i would say the the ones most inclined to abuse that bid system already know what's going on yeah well what i'm saying if the person who bids 26 points with the blizzard force are all like if they bid five the you know what I mean? It probably doesn't matter. Like they're already playing the. They're already that player is already going to be playing the best list. Playing, you know, everything is optimized. Yeah. So the bid is only part of that optimization. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, I come from the point where it's like, I've seen what bids did to X-wing. I've seen what bids were in the past for Legion, where I would say there was more of a problem previously when Blue got to pick the deck there. They got to pick the side of the table as well. And, you know, they won all the time. Basically, Blue got everything. There's a three-card flip. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, to me. It, it was fine in the first couple of waves, but then as things released and you could start getting more of these skew lists, which it's primarily the skew lists that are bidding. Um, and it's actually the ones that have most abused the bid previously have been skew lists with max speeders. Yep. So before it was Blizzard Force, it was uh, CIS like 12 or 13 X staps yep. where your whole army went and now the staps come in and just wreck something and then they do bombing run and it's just like an unwinnable game. I come at it from the view of, okay, so... The bid is a problem when the bid is the determining factor on whether you win the game. So an X-Wing at one point, whoever had the bigger bid, all of their ships went last, and they just bent you over the table, and I'm winning because I get to go last. That's where the bid was, where the bid was the best upgrade you could have. In Legion, 
initially, I would say that, yeah, a bid was the best thing you could have because three card flip and blue got to do everything. It's been balanced out more so. I don't know if it's completely gone where, you know, red gets to pick the table side now. So now there's a balance. Do I want the table side or do I want my deck? Whoever has the bid gets to choose. It's a little more incentive to bid. But then there's four card flip so that you can't just force that third row objective. There's still counterplay to be had. I mean, um, here's my here's my lukewarm spicy take on it is that um that change was recent enough that given the size of the Legion community, the time it takes to play games and um and the pandy to some extent, yep. I don't think we've drilled down to like necessarily where the advantage lies it certainly feels like it's swinging back to blue lately um but i mean i, I would, remember like right after i would say stage, it is everyone was like oh yeah all red player all the time sure i mean there's going to be some of that group think that just happens as it's like oh they changed it therefore it's got to be the opposite of whatever it is now but there is there's advantages for both that can be said but i don't think it is as in the only other game that has a bidding system that I played, it's not in X-Wing where the bid was the most important determination on do you win this game. X-Wing, in Legion, it's not that much the case anymore. Now, outside of a few SKU lists, now is it the, the SKU lists that are abusing the bid system, or is it just the SKU lists are the problem? Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here because we're approaching an hour, and I know there's some editing to be done to bring us back in, but Zach did say he had some closing stuff he wanted to talk about, so unless this is that, I want to move us on to Zach's closing thoughts. I, I touched on it earlier, but I'm, I I guess, you know, maybe AMG will tell us, um, you know, it is sort of awkward that a lot of these changes make it feel like uh empire benefits from all of them when they're arguably if not clearly the strongest faction right now um like as a blizzard force player i'm a little discouraged um so i'll have one question for you then yeah if you separate out battle forces from factions mm -hmm. uh empire the strongest faction or is blizzard force the strongest list empire is still really good because aiden and bounty hunters are still there yeah. Um, like Empire has great access to better courage on a lot of units. Um, they have access to steady. They have the ability to, they have a lot of suppressive weapons. Um, and one underrated piece for Empire too here, um, is the ability actually to put, uh, Gideon in your squad and increase your squad's combat output and courage at the same time. Uh, uh Clones have fives that does the same. Yeah, thing. clones have fives. Yeah, true. Clones also have a courage two core. Like that, this does help clones a little too. It's just there's a lot of things. Like yeah, um, like bikes are still good in threes. So they're better in fours. Um, you know, really ironically, the only oh, that, way that, uh, that's a good enough answer for me, Zach. It was just a, a thing of yeah. I I feel I, like the, the focus is currently on Blizzard, but yeah. you're saying Empire. So yeah, I needed to separate them out okay. just to be so it could be clear. Yeah, like Empire lists, Empire lists with large bids are winning tournaments as well. Like, um, and granted, and again, I'm gonna pick on Empire. You know, Legion's a small enough game. Uh, I I think lots of good things about Kyle Dornbos and um, 
him being a nice, likable person who was really helpful and awesome at nurturing the community is a big reason why I even went to Adepticon. Um, but like, I mean, he won, <laughs> you know, two different events with two radically different empire lists while Blizzard Force was out there. Um, you know, he took his anti-Pike Pierce spam list and like Blizzard Force existed. Um, and it was Aiden, snipers. Um, and I think pikes, but you can run that list without the pikes. You can run that with shore mortars. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he, to piggyback on this, like he at PAX, he specifically brought Blizzard Force with the enormous bid to show, like, hey, something needs to happen about this because this is really dang good and I'm going to prove it. It's like, oh, no, Blizzard Force hasn't won anything. He's like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sorry, so I'm going to keep us moving. I'm I'm gonna do my job for a change. So my hey, one last thought. I definitely is. do think there's gonna be um errata coming because while we were talking, I clicked on Death Troopers in the builder, and I remembered that right now Death Troopers can take T series tactical droids and uh PKs and EVs because of how those are worded. So I am sure there's some level of errata what? to no. cards still coming that will shake things up again. Okay, so uh, whilst Alan is distracted, uh, trying to look up if Zach's wine or not, I said death troopers. As soon as I say dark, as soon as I translate to dark troopers, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that I say? Seems broken. I think you said death troopers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't dark take troopers. troopers. Yeah. Anyway, troopers. yeah. So you wanted to hit us with something cold, Alan? Oh, uh, we already touched the weather. We 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 hit it. We came into it organically. I wanted to hit bids and so okay. because they didn't talk about it, so. I think I think we covered that pretty well. Okay. Well, in that case, all we have to do is say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, everyone, and we'll see you all next time.